0: Welcome to Empowered, by women for women. This podcast brings you inspirational women and their stories, their successes, and their experiences along the way. Join us to be challenged and inspired. Brought to you by MVintage and hosted by myself, Trudy Kerr. Today's guest simply has the most remarkable story. In her own words, Towards the end of 2019, I decided to buy some plants to de- decorate my home with. As it was looking really bare, I brought home six plants and thought, I'd better look up how to keep these guys or I'll have wasted my money. And so, Shelley Caruana started researching plants and turned what would normally be a normal household chore into a passion – into a social media success story with over 165,000 followers, into a business venture with Shelly's indoor jungle website. This extraordinary story is just part of Shelly's journey, and we're gonna be looking at plants and personalities over the course of the next half an hour. Shelley, thank you so much for being on the show on Empowered with me.
1: Thank you so much for that sweet introduction, Trudy. I'm really, really honoured to be here.
0: (laughs) It's really cool to have you. Um, I was honestly lost to know where to start, as your story really does raise so many questions. But let's start at the beginning.
1: Did you really just go and buy six plants? I promise that was just six plants. Um, I think we didn't even consider getting six. We were going to get less potentially. Um, but we, as hus- your husband, and yes, yourself. yes. Sean, my, Sean's my husband. Uh, <laughs> we do all the decisions together um, when it comes to um, house decor and things like that. He loves to be involved. So um, uh, basically, the house was just very bare. We we barely had any furniture. You know, we, we, we had just started off. Um, everywhere was white because we were being cons- so at first with with the colors and everything so it was just like come on let's just get a few plants so we got six big plants and big plants tend to be a bit expensive so he was like it's really your responsibility to take care of them please it was like 200 euros he's like please make sure you take care of what them what did you buy what were these plants 200 they, were just euros? Normal, they were just normal plants like snake plants you know they were just really normal plants but but um since he put that kind of pressure on me and he's like you know your responsibility you want them you need to make sure they're 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 still alive obviously money is tight when you just start off um and and i i one of my traits is (laughs) when when i do something i will commit fully i will like go big or go home with me so so i just i was researching and i fell into a rabbit hole there are so many plants and so many different ones and so many that you can collect um so Nowadays, when he complains about soil and all these things, I just tell him, it was was your fault. You know my my character. (laughs) But Shelley, you say it's your trait and it's like
0: falling down a rabbit hole. But there's a big difference between going and buying six plants and finding out about plants and making an entire life out of it. I mean, that's not just a rabbit
1: hole. That's a whole quarry. And you'd be surprised how many people have the same... Well, not problem. The same hobby. You'd be surprised. There was such a. I decided to to open an Instagram account just so that I keep myself motivated, right? I post a photo today, and I see in a few months' time how the plant changed. That was literally the only reason I created the Instagram account. Um, And 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 suddenly you realize there's a whole community of people with the same. They collect plants. They're so they're so obsessed with plants like I am. And, and it was impressive. And it's such a sweet community of people as well. It's just a very helpful community. <laughs>
0: well, my question to you is, genuinely, genuinely, you knew nothing about plants before? Nothing. You, nothing.
1: nothing. I promise nothing, nothing, zero. It was really weird, the sudden switch of uh, how, how I suddenly got into plants. I don't understand how it happened, but I think... It, I don't know I think once it can happen with anything really once you kind of commit and say you know I'm I'm gonna really really focus on this could could be cooking it could be I don't know whatever art it's happened with plants too (laughs) really. yes But you have to agree with me.
0: There's commitment, and then there's they, Shelley's in your yes, jungle. Yes. Because your first post was on the 1st of December 2019, and it was a picture of a prayer plant. Yes. Okay. And the post <laughs> got remember. 136 likes. So this is your first post on Instagram on this account. Mm-hmm. So you've already got. Quite a good response from that. So you must have been like, "Oh wow!"
1: Yes, I'm telling you, it's it's incredible. And what I a community! You only is. had
0: one hashtag <laughs> as well, and you reference Miranda. Oh, I've done my research, and you reference Miranda in a post uh, and hashtag Shelley's underscore Miranda. Fast forwarding today, you're posting about your daily food intake, your different outfits that you're wearing, you in Camino, and of course, along with pictures of the plant. So let's talk about the rise of this social media queen, which you are, how this happens practically and the emotional journey. First of all, though, I want to
1: find out who's Miranda? It's one of my plants. <laughs> so I named the all plant my was, plants. Oh my word. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, if I commit to something, I commit. So uh, my friends did once described it as hyper-fixating. <laughs> and it's true. It's, it's, it's like that with me with a lot of things, which can be both a gift and a curse. Because sometimes when I commit to something a little too hard, I shut off from the world a bit. So, so yes, there is a, a, a rise to social media, but it also... It, it, If you don't um, check yourself, if you don't check yourself. We're going to explore that (laughs) in a
0: few minutes. So once we've talked about how you got Mm -hmm. there, we're going to find out all of the other sides of of this topic as well. But let's talk about the practicality of... I didn't realise Miranda was the name of the plant. How how (laughs) does this happen? You you have one post, 136 likes. So how do you take 136 likes in the space of three years to 167,000 followers? How did that happen?
1: Um, I think I, I just figured out a formula that people, that there are a lot of plant accounts out there, first of all, loads. So I was thinking, how can I stand out? Like if I'm just randomly posting photos of my plants, but how can I stand out and 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 how can it be different? And if, if I'm sharing this journey of my plants growing, how will people remember who, which ones are my plants versus yeah. other thousands of, of plant? So I named all my plants. <laughs> And I gave them hashtags, so people can click on the hashtag and see their journey, like see how they've grown. Every time, like, every time I post them, like, if you click on the hashtag, you see the past photos. Say Miranda has a whole bunch of yeah. photos. <laughs> I mean, Miranda died now. <laughs> Shelly, you killed Miranda. I still kill plants, yes. I still kill plants. You, but this is It's Miranda. normal. It's part of the process. This is Miranda. But I remember who she is. <laughs> Even though I've probably owned over 200... Or 300 plants now with the ones that I've killed I still remember each and every single one of them
0: so you think that your success is literally based on you hashtagging and naming each of those plants? definitely
1: definitely people like I've had people like I've actually sent once I've sent a, um, a leaf of one of my plants to America um, to someone who wanted it framed because People love... Like like I've had plants um, that, for example, would get pests and I would be document the journey of me trying to fix it and trying to save it. And people would would develop... Feel, like, not feelings, how do you say? Like they would develop a relationship with that plant. Like they would want to know how it's been growing and how it's been doing. And people will randomly, like sometimes message me like, how's Peppo doing? is a plant that would have died. Like they would still... Like, they so would what remember do you see it? when
0: someone asks how Peppu's doing?
1: I, I say it died. <laughs> I say the truth. I'm not perfect, and and I think it's normal. It's okay to normalize, you know. There's the whole there's the whole Instagram reality thing as well. You know how how everyone only always posts like the good stuff. There was, that was another thing that helped because I always posted as well. I was real. I posted when I had pests. I posted when I killed plants. I posted when I had issues with plants. I posted when I neglected plants. And I think that makes people relate more somehow. I
0: think very much so. And you just touched on something about social media, about us being real. And I follow a number of influencers with, with hundreds of thousands of followers, like yourself, um, who who make a point of being real. And this mm-hmm. is very refreshing. In your instance, you're just being very real about the fact that sometimes you kill plot, you kill Miranda. Yes. <laughs> yes. R.I.P. Miranda. I'm so sorry, Miranda. <laughs> I'm shocked to hear this. Well, this is an incredible strategy. And coming back to what you were just saying a second ago, because I was going to ask you about your emotional journey, because one thing I did notice is that your frequency of posting and your frequency of communication is extremely high. Now, we're going to talk about in a second about how that impacts on the rest of your life and how you make time for that. But just touching on what you just mentioned there about, you're, you get as a person can become quite fixated mm-hmm. is that then respectfully part of your success that you've poured yourself into this relationship with your instagram account and you've taken it right to a high high level and you've seen the results but at the same time you're fixated this is this is part mm-hmm. of your nature
1: yes it's it's it definitely I think it is part of my success because for almost 2 years i was posting twice daily plus a lot of stories and co- content creation like fi- finding the right lighting the right setup everything it takes time i had a diary with like 4 weeks of posts twice a day planned f- in advance and and it, it can cause you to burn out It can you know it's it, it's tiring when you're when when all you're thinking about of is one thing but the high the high you get from social media it's so addictive yeah um and it's that and, dopamine
0: kick it's yeah. that seeing that the, a post has got well in my case <laughs> a couple of hundred likes in your case thousands and thousands
1: <laughs> yes it's 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 incredible there was a time where i used to get over a thousand followers a day and it, it was it was crazy it was but yeah. this is just from the hashtag in story, uh-huh. and, and uh, the frequency of your because I would share like you know really, uh, how like an informative post so people share them. That sort of time lapses which are really cool. Again, you have to film them for like two weeks yeah. with the light on. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's. But would would
0: you say also? I I wonder if this had something to do with. And this is also going to be part of our conversation later on. But would you say that that your timing was very fortuitous you came into this right before covid cool. yeah you're doing your learning you're building your profile right before everybody's lockdown. Yep. and what are they doing they're staying inside with plants
1: yep definitely that definitely helped as well <laughs> definitely um people were inside um we saw a boom i think i think even across the island there was a huge boom of of um people buying plants um a few a few then you know, increase their collection as well. Like I get quite a few people telling me that thanks to you know thanks to following me, they now understand how to take care of plants. Others just tried and they gave up, which is And they fine killed Miranda. <laughs> yes, yeah, <so> they killed. <laughs> um, but ah, uh, definitely, definitely. Throughout COVID, there was definitely a boom. I've I've noticed that.
0: Well, you mentioned there about timing and how much time being an uh, an influencer, particularly at your level, how much time that takes. And I remember having a guest on the show uh, talking to her about, as an influencer, talking to her about uh, Karen Duffy, talking about her commitment to her followers. And in respect to Karen, her followers don't come anywhere near yours. In fact, I don't think I've interviewed anybody whose followers come anywhere near yours or who has such a strange relationship with plants. But (laughs) she said that when she went on holiday to Greece, she had to pre-plan where she was taking photographs and what she was going to be wearing. Now, this, to me, sounds like a lot of hard work. And my question is on a practical level, and we'll come back to the emotional again. If you have work, if you have a full-time job, if you have a husband, if you have a home, if you have friends and family... How on earth do you manage to fit in this commitment?
1: Is it not just all-consuming? It's it was very consuming, um, and and obviously it create it does create a strain on the relationship. We were again, I was lucky with COVID in a sense because we were indoors, so I had the time to do it. Um, but, um and very recently, I felt like i I was quite burnt out. and in fact, I had stopped posting for quite a while, actually. i took a I took a slight break um, at the beginning, I think I think earlier on this year, I didn't even i I can't even remember. I decided to take a slight break, take a step back, because I wasn't even enjoying it anymore. um, um and and I wouldn't say I was enjoying it during almost as as well. It was just the high of of all the. Of social media really um, uh, and sort of fi- finally I took that step I took a break and I, you know I rediscovered my old hobbies I sp- I'm spending more time with with family and friends and Sean is Sean, always saying like like oh so much better now that you're not constantly stuck to your phone Um, and, and now I'm just trying to post, like, I I don't really plan from before. I just kind of want, I I just try to post what I want to post and, um, I am trying to make a bit more of an impact as well. I recognize that I do have quite a large platform, um, apart from, you know, my hobby with plants. I I have other hobbies and I, and I, I I consider myself to be a person who, I don't know, I want to, I want to be impactful and I want to make a difference and I have such a big platform so you know it's it's such a, a it's good a opportunity responsibility
0: as well I'm still trying
1: to find my footing as mm. well um and try to understand what I want to do and how I want to share you know my story and 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 how how I improved in certain things and be it in you know, battling anxiety or or other mm. things so so, I'm still trying to figure out my footing and because I think it's it's a waste to have such a large platform and you're not doing something. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But from a practical point of view, uh, you know you have recently been posting, you asked, does everybody want to know what you eat?" And I saw that you, you you laid out these lovely beautiful photographs, by the way, but photographs of the food that you ate every day. Does that bearing in mind mm-hmm. your audience, does that sort of post? Get as much traction as something like you killing Miranda.
1: No, no, it doesn't. As well, since I took I, I took that break, it messes up the entire algorithm. And this is this is something that I think is so it, it it it's so it's so bad about social media because you know you're going to mess up the algorithm and people don't want to do that. So even if you're burnt out and you don't want to lose that connection with people so so you might think twice three times four times before taking that break so even you know so even me taking that break obviously engagement went down but i i made a promise to myself that i am not going to be obsessing over my likes and insights anymore i hide my likes you know so 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 now i just want to i still get a lot of engagement i still get people messaging me i still get you know comments and you know, for me, as long as i'm I'm kind of trying to if, as long as somehow I'm making a a difference and and something for the better, I feel like it's a, it's a bit more meaningful. And if I'm hitting three people instead of eighty, you know, it's fine if it's a bit more meaningful.
0: That's your decision. Now you did mention, and I am very impressed because you're the very first influencer that I've ever met that has mentioned the impact of that dopamine hit. And it's very real. It's extremely. We have a, we do something, we get a success, we get a high.
1: Extremely. And it bad. is
0: addictive. Very and I bad. often wonder how influencers keep going, how they, how they don't burn out, as you said. Did you become aware at one point that you were getting highs from your social media? And that you were becoming somehow hooked on this.
1: I was aware all throughout. <laughs> I was aware all throughout. And 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 Sean, m- my husband, he's very involved. He used to tell me like, "You're spending way too much time on your phone constantly." You you know, um, and and I used to I used to even um, do do like a child lock on my phone so that Instagram like after I don't know for example after two hours it shuts off and I've used my my. Th- because it, it got bad. There were there were days in the beginning where I used to sp- spend easily like six or seven hours on Instagram. It was crazy. And, and I knew it was bad, but it's so addictive. It's so addictive. It's crazy.
0: So when did that moment come that you decided, okay, I'm going to step away from Instagram, whether it messes up my algorithms or whether it doesn't, I'm just going to step away for a break?
1: I feel like it happened a bit... St- it was it was a bit gradual. Um, towards the end of last year, I started slowing down a bit. I was like, I think I think even the fact that COVID restrictions started to, to ease a little, um, um, and uh, I kind of I don't know started going going out more, re- rediscovering new new hobbies again. Um, it kind of happened gradually, and then finally, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna plan any more, any more posts for now. I'm just gonna stop. I don't even know when I stopped. It was just earlier this year, and and it was so good for my mental health. It was so good. Um, and now I'm just posting whatever I kind of feel like, and it makes a huge difference. Can and I
0: ask you a very personal question? Because when mm-hmm. we spoke, you mentioned that you. We were affected by the condition of hypochondria. Yes. And I am not a hypochondriac. I am exactly the opposite very to lucky. a hypochondriac. <laughs> I went to see my doctor and I said, I've had headaches. He said, How long? I said, Well, they've been going on for about a year. <laughs> so I'm at the other pole. But I do have a family member who is very much affected by hypochondria. And that's not just that they're concerned. Mm-hmm. Hypochondria is when you are when you're anxious over health issues, a heightened state of anxiety over health issues. Is there some correlation therefore, because I was thinking about this before we came, is there some correlation therefore between COVID, which must have been a nightmare for someone with hypochondria and you throwing yourself into this social <laughs> media activity so, so, so much?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really, really good point. So COVID itself wasn't something I was terribly worried about, funnily enough, because um, I I feel like with mental health issues, no matter how much awareness there's going to be, I feel like everyone's journey is very unique and very, and therefore very lonely, because I might have hypochondria. You might have hypochondria, but we don't have the same kind. So I'm more worried about things like cancer, for example. That worry that scares me more. Um, so COVID itself didn't really scare. me. I, I mean, obviously, I was worried. Like, I didn't want my, my parents to get it. I didn't want my grandparents to get it. But COVID itself didn't wor- didn't scare me more than the average person. Um, but definitely, um, I, I I grew up. I grew up. I would say I always was a bit susceptible. My mom is also quite, very much like me, um, a hypochondriac. Um, um, but then sort of towards um, my late teens, um, I was constantly, I don't know if it was because I used to watch Grey's Anatomy, for example, and I and someone would have, I don't know, a symptom, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I have that symptom. I have bone marrow cancer. That, that, that's, and I would immediately catastrophize. And at one point in my life... Um, I even lost a lot of weight because of it, and I was sure that I'm losing weight because I have cancer and this was just anxiety. And it was it was <laughs> really difficult. Um I'm getting a bit ahead of, ahead of myself. So 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 ah So you said you said I might be throwing myself at my at my hobbies because to see. of the hypochondria. Yeah, I totally curious agree to see whether there's any yes, correlation. For sure. I think um, I found that. I, I definitely tend to throw myself at things, because if I'm sitting down not doing anything, I'm thinking bad thoughts. So I so I fill my days as much as possible. The worst are the nights. I will go to bed. Um, I like to, to to describe anxiety, my my anxiety that I have in terms of health like this. It's like I have a box in my brain, a black box with these ugly catastrophic thoughts, and They're always trying to escape. The more I fill my day, the more the box remains shut. The second I go to bed and I let my guard down, the worst is when I'm about to drift off to sleep because it's like all my guards are down and suddenly it's really weird. I think the brain is such a remarkable thing. Um, I start getting these thoughts like you have a great humor. You have, I don't know, a heart condition. You have something, whatever, something or other. That part of my brain is awake and I can't, the, the rational part isn't. It's really weird, and I can't fight it. I can't say no. You know, I just did a blood test. I'm fine, or you know, I just I just went to the ENT like three times because then that's what happens. You end up going to the doctor often, because you 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 know you, that, that's the only thing that calms you down. I actually, have a funny story related to this. At that moment, it's not that funny. And if you think about it, it's a bit sad, I think. But um, <laughs> recently, I think it was a few months ago, I noticed a mole on my neck, and it was really asymmetrical. I was very worried. like uh, I couldn't think. I could, like Literally, when when this happens to me, I wouldn't be able to think. I need to drop everything, and I need to see a doctor. So I immediately sent a, sent a photo to my dermatologist. And I was like, I, I don't know where this mole came from. I've never seen it before. Um, <laughs> what, what what do I do? Should I come for like an urgent appointment? And she's like, she's like, listen, she's like, I look at the photo, it doesn't look urgent, like you don't need, like it doesn't look weird, re- like it doesn't look m- m- malignant or anything, like don't worry. And I told her, but should I make an appointment anyway? And she's like, go to, like she was really dismissive, she was like, go to a GP if you want. <laughs> and, and then I showered and then I went to the, to the mirror and the mole was gone. And I think on the <gasps> oh day... Oh my I gosh! <laughs> I think I had like a chocolate milkshake or something and oh I think it gosh. was on my neck. <laughs> and it's so funny. But at that point in time, I was losing my head. I was sure I had skin cancer. It is, oh my God. And, and you, you can't think rationally. That's, that's the problem I have. You go from zero to a hundred and there's no in between. It, it's very interesting <laughs>
0: that you mentioned this because very recently on another podcast, the interviewer, I interviewed... Alvin Gallia, who was diagnosed with ADHD at 37 years old, mm-hmm. and it sounds it, it, you're making me think of him when he said, "My way, my, my brain is wired differently." And I think this is so often what we dismiss. We think someone's being paranoid. We think someone's overreacting. But we don't take into account that sometimes people's brains are just wired differently, yes. and they act differently and they behave differently and that we can't just dismiss any condition and say oh it's because you had childhood trauma or because of this and the other sometimes it comes down to the fact that our brains function differently now i will ask you do are you aware of any activities any uh, family situations or friend situations when you were young that would have influenced you or is it really down to brain activity?
1: So normally because I I have researched um, um, hypochondria and normally sometimes it comes out in people when when they've had a, a traumatic experience with a family member, for example, a family member dying uh-huh. of cancer or, or anything like that, I, I was very blessed. I, I grew up and I had all my grandparents, all my parents. Um, what I think it was, it, 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 you know, my nana is like that, my mom is like that, so I think it, it it was passed on to me in that way. But what I can say, first of all, I, I finally went to therapy for it. I mean, I studied psychology, so I was always beating myself up. Like, even... It, it, so you have the irrational thoughts and then there's like my rational side saying like you're so stupid why like it's everything is psychological but you can't fight sometimes you can't fight it so I finally went to therapy about it and f- for it and and um, I really improved a lot like the last few months have been the best few months of, um, of my life in terms of ther- um, in terms of my anxiety. Um, I've learned to I've learned like coping mechanisms. And not everything works for everyone, but I've learned um, a few coping mechanisms, and so so I, I'm feeling much better. Um, but something else that that changed was so recently. Unfortunately, I lost my Nana as well, and she was diagnosed with cancer, and I lost her. Um, and my dad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And my, my dad had a stroke, and when I went through those, those situations, what I think I realized was it's not as catastrophic as I made it out to be in my brain, and I'm stronger than I thought I would be, I think. I think that's what I realized. And I think that helped as well.
0: That's a beautiful... Silver lining to a very sad story and I'm, I'm sorry about your Nanu and I, I do hope that your father is well mm-hmm. and I hope that he stays well. Uh, but I, I want to bring it back very sensitively, bring it back to the time that you mentioned before that you were really throwing yourself into your Instagram and your social media. And the reason I want to do that is because I think this influences so many people in our society today. Um, I grew up before there was even websites, let alone social media. So I didn't have that as part of my, my childhood, <clears throat> as part of my teens and my 20s. This was all coming around, you know, way, way when I was into an adult life. So coming back to anxiety and coming back to how much you would poured yourself into making Shelley's Indoor Jung- Jungle a success... Do you feel like your immersion into Shelley's indoor jung- jungle fed your anxiety or did it relieve your anxiety? Because we talked about dopamine. We talked about whether or not there was a correlation between the hypochondria, COVID, and being involved in, in Shelley's indoor jungle. jungle. But, but on from an anxiety mm-hmm. point of view, did it, did it take the anxiety away or did it just make it worse?
1: When I was creating content and thinking about creating content, I think it kept my mind busy. That's fine. So but it
0: couldn't open the box?
1: No, it couldn't open the box. But when I would get anxious because suppose didn't get as many likes as I thought or things like that, I think then the lines get a bit blurred and and cuz you're already strung up i think then it's a bit easier for something to trigger you so so i think they are they are it, it does affect um your hypochondria if you're already strung up and stressed about something else you know that's kind of that's kind of how Let's
0: bring it back to you as uh, as an influencer you are and you're taking a journey outside of just plants, which is really exciting. You take a journey into Camino and food and, and what you wear to work and these sorts of things, which I think is very exciting. I'm going to ask you in a second about your mission for the future. But before we get there, you have 165,000, 167,000 followers. We won't miss those 2,000 followers out. That's, that's my whole <laughs> social media engagement just gone out the that's window. Fine, fine. But I always assume that all engagement with followers is positive. Is it? Are all your followers positive?
1: No, but I would think they're more positive than most people's are. I do get the... the. Sometimes you have to be very careful about what you post on social media, um, um, be it... I don't know, be it about food, be it about religion. I, 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 I try to be as politically correct as possible, but you'll still... you you still won't hit everyone and people there's this thing about social media which is so fascinating to me people will try to find the littlest thing to make a comment on to to take them like to pretend that they're taking the moral high ground which is really weird to me like once I posted a photo of a plant and and I said these are the signs that you may have pests on your plant for example and someone posted and they were like you have no idea what anxiety are causing people, making them look at their plants and think that they're dying. And I'm like, I'm just trying to be informative. Like, stop trying to make this thing that something that that it isn't. So, so you do find those kind of, you know, keyboard warriors, what do you call them? Keyboard when, warriors, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, which they they make no sense. Like, literally, well, no, they're talking. just trying. They're just trying to put you down and look like they're superior to you. Um, that being said, if I do post something that that is misinformed, I, I, I am very careful about that. But if I do post something that's misinformed or anything like that, I will definitely take on that feedback. Um, and sometimes you do get, get good feedback as well. Um, so I, I don't know. But I, I try to be very careful. When there was the whole Black Lives Matter thing, I felt like I had to post. But I actually spoke to one of my followers who, who forms part of the black community, and I asked her to help me write the post because I don't have that perspective. So so I, I wanted to make sure that what I'm saying is correct and right and relevant. Not just, you know, the, the, your generic white person trying to pretend that they're, you know...
0: And jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, I think exactly. there's quite often people on social media jump on the hashtag that is popular. Exactly,
1: exactly. I mean, if you don't, you're called out for it as well. It's like you're, you know, it, it, so... So, but I try to to to, you know, be as informed as possible. Um, it would be very
0: difficult, having met you, to see how you would you would be able to offend anybody or how your plants would be able to offend anybody. And, and that's why I asked, because I know that with 167,000 followers, there's going to be somebody who has a rant about yes. something.
1: And you get the random dick pics and you get the... Oh, wow, uh, that's you know, nice. You get the horrible comments sometimes and, and ugly and all this, and... You just learn to brush it off um, <laughs> you still get that, but overall, I have such a positive community I, I am I feel very lucky in that
0: <laughs> Now you took this into also onto a website and you've taken this into a, a commercial entity. One of the things I do love about um, about your social media feed, about your Instagram feed is that rarely will you see something that is selling. Mm-hmm. You do this very, very subtly if you do. Or you'll keep it to your stories, but you do also have the website. That that I mean, this must be an entity of its own. You really do have your hands full. Yes. <laughs> what is the mission for the future?
1: In fact, um, whilst I, I have the website, and it was you know something fun, and again me inventing things <laughs> to keep myself occupied. Um, um, definitely, I mean, my my mission. I wouldn't say the website is my mission, or the, or or. Selling pots is my mission. I, I I think what I want to focus on right now is I have a very big platform. What can I do to make a positive impact with it? I I th- right now that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to focus on um, because I don't know it. I, I think that's what will make me feel a bit more ful- fulfilled. Really, still
0: re- revolving around Miranda and her siblings, I assume. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, still revolving around them. They will always be part of my life. I they have to be. I have like a hundred plants, you know. <laughs> I can't just I can't just up, up and but 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 they're like a fraction of my life. I have a lot more to, to give, I think. That being uh, that being said, I'm I'm trying to figure out the ways of of how to link, you know, um, how plants have helped me with my mental health—they really have—and um, there are a, a lot of um, um, studies that show that that having plants or being surrounded by nature boosts your mental health, um, uh, and it's just lovely. Just waking up in the morning, seeing all the new leaves. Right now spring—it's great. Repotting plants, touching the soil—it's it's fantastic. So. <laughs>
0: Shelley of Shelley's Indoor Jungle, it has been absolutely fantastic to meet you. It's been fantastic to hear about your mission and hear about you as a person as well. And also your grounded perspective as somebody who has a platform of 167,000 followers. Thank you so much
1: for being on Empowered. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. It was an honor.